Hello and welcome to the Divine Discovery Podcast. I am your host, Deja, and I am here to share about all things holistic health, well-being, conscious movement, mindset, manifesting, spirituality, self-confidence, and soulful business. So you can transform into the best version of yourself, bring your dreams into reality, and discover your divinity. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode. I'm very excited for this episode because I'm joined by my beautiful friend, Sax. Hey! (laughs) I'm very excited for this conversation. We literally thought we'd just record a podcast and just have an open conversation and just sharing our own experiences and our own tips and advice on how to come into alignment with your most authentic and highest version of you yeah girl yes i'm so excited so for those for the listeners who listen (laughs) who don't know who you are do you want to maybe just give them a little bit of a backstory and um a rundown on who who is saxony yes okay well i am so 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 excited to be on here today and hello to all of you who don't know me yet and welcome i am a bit of a loose cannon when it comes to it so i think this open conversation is going to be definitely the most exciting way to talk about things with you guys today and really start to dive deep into what it is that we have found over the last years of our journeys and how it can help other people but a little bit more about me I am a wellness coach with Deja which is actually how we met and I also do personal training on the side as well so I'm over here in the Gold Coast at the moment but I've recently just moved over only about four months ago from Perth Australia which is where I grew up um, I just found that over there it was quite restrictive in a lot of ways it's very isolating as a location and that's not to say it's not beautiful and it's not fabulous for some people but it just wasn't for me which was what drew me over here and has really set me on my life mission which is why I'm so excited to really talk to you guys today about coming into alignment with your higher self and what that actually means for different people um, and how that sort of happened so yeah, that's a little bit of a small introduction. Is there yeah. anything else that I feel like I should say? I feel like we'll dive a bit deeper into the episode when we start talking yeah. about this because I kind of want to break it down as well around coming into alignment with your most highest authentic self. But maybe let's talk about alignment first and mm-hmm. or even just let's backstory, backstory, backstep a little <laughs> bit. Or maybe we were doing the opposite where we weren't yeah. our, our authentic selves when we maybe were living to please other people when we were kind of just falling into society expectations and not like trying to just fit in, fit yeah. in with the crowd. So did you want to maybe share a little bit on like your your journey? Because often this happens around like our teen, teenage years when we're just yeah. trying to figure out who we are and trying to almost, yeah, trying to fit into the mould and especially with high school because you don't want to be bullied, you don't want to be kicked out like of the group. So maybe just a little bit, yeah, of your story around how, yeah, what was life like for you previously before you actually stepped into your, like, your confidence in a way? Yeah, see, it's funny that you bring up confidence in particular because I'm the type of person that throughout my entire life, people have labelled me as confident. Mm. Everyone around me has always been like, oh, it's actually like, you go and ask the question, like you go and do this. Like I've always been that person in the group to be like, 
everyone looks at me to be doing the thing. Um, and it's not in a bad sense. Like that's not to say that other people weren't as confident as me, but it was just a case of I was that person that was like stepping forward and doing the thing and like going out of my comfort zone and, and really like exploring the world. But all of that sort of came from a place of, I suppose, looking for validation. And it wasn't until I stepped out of really that that world that I was in that I really started to see that within myself. So growing up throughout high school, like I always had an older sister and bless her absolute socks. I love her so much. Um, but she is four and a half years older than me. So she introduced me to a world that none of my friends had seen before. Mm -hmm. So I was always mature. I was always older. I was always that sort of one step ahead when it came to growing up. Um, and I think that's sort of where I had this confidence. And so people expected me to just have that confidence in every aspect of my life. Yeah. And it just wasn't true. Like there's so much of a difference between having confidence and faking confidence. Yeah. Um, and people say, you know, fake it till you make it. And I do believe that to a sense, like you have to just act it until you become it sometimes. But for me, it was about really feeling the need to have the, the, that title within the group. Like I was very much, I belong to that title. I belong to that leadership person. I belong to that personality where like, I was always confident. I was always going up. I was like always showing up for myself, showing up for other people, standing up for what I believe in. And it just got to a point where it was like, actually exhausting trying to keep up with everyone's expectations yes. because yeah. when you are that confident person people expect more from you and people expect things from you that you necessarily don't actually like want for yourself mm -hmm. um, and I think it sort of started changing for me when I got into high school and I was looking at all the different classes and all the different courses and things like that. And I was like, I don't actually know what I want to do with my life. Like I know that I want to do something big because my whole life I've been this big personality, but like, where do I go with that? What do I do with that? What is my purpose? What is my calling? What am I trying to achieve here? And I just knew that for me, travel was such a big thing and school was not such a big thing. Like high school, perfectly fine I was like really good good girl in high school like I got all good grades I had like great relationships with my teachers like I was good but I knew that I didn't want to go to university because I was like it's just not me I'm not I don't I'm not passionate about anything I don't want to go and study something just to get a degree to then go into a job to then work my life away and just hate it like I just knew that it wasn't for me and I'm so lucky to have like a mum who had done the opposite of that and she had like traveled her whole life and she jumped from job job to job and she'd done all of these things and she used to always say to me when I was younger like Saxony like it's fine you're attending the university of life yeah and I loved it and I used to just walk around and be like I'm fine I can do whatever I want because like it's the university of life and I'm gonna learn everything um but you also when you're 18 years old and you've you've grown up being that confident person your whole life you get out into like the quote unquote like adult world yeah. and oh my lord it hits you like a ton of bricks the expectations the 
Um, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? Am I supposed to be further along with my life than what I am? Like, what is everybody else doing? What am I not doing that other people are doing? And just really having that that worrying factor of like, I am not enough and I'm not doing enough. And I think that's what it came down to in the end was I put so much pressure on, I am doing everything that other people think I should do. And I did actually follow my heart and I went traveling and it was the best time ever. And then I came home and then I just fell straight back into everyone's expectations. And like, I was in the relationship that people probably expected me to be in. I was in um, a nine to five job that I didn't like, but it wasn't really progressing, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So it was okay for now. And then my dad hit me with a like, you need to go to uni. So I went to uni and then I was doing that because that's what he expected of me. And it just got too much. And I just had to quit it all really. And that was what started my journey and what led me here. Yeah, that's interesting how you said like you were always that confident person. Whereas when I was in primary school, I was definitely the the friend who was very like bubbly and outgoing and like always wanting to like like always leading the group and things like that. But as soon as it I shifted into high school, I lost that scent like that side of myself. Yeah. That was just bubbly and carefree and very like happy-go-lucky type thing like and went into high school and it was just because I went from going from a primary school that was like a little Christian primary school like like not many not many children there like it was very tiny Mm. to a massive like it was a private school too to a massive public high school and it was so overwhelming for me Mm. when I first moved into like and started high school and that's also true I only knew one person who went there so it was very like overwhelming outside of my comfort zone and I quickly did a slip into the role of like finding the popular the popular group because I was like I want to be like part of the popular group and like I yeah I ended up hanging out with the wrong type of people although now in um like looking back at it I know that I learned so much from Mm. those experiences but I definitely was hanging around the wrong crowd and I had a lot of interesting experiences in high school but there was a lot of times where I was like I was bullied by those friends like I was like I went through some like hectic stuff in like terms of like boyfriends and things like that like I don't think I've actually shared this publicly but I literally I lost my virginity at 14 like such a young age to lose your virginity and I went through a lot of emotional turmoil with that first relationship I'm quoting well relationship because he was like a couple years older like Mm -hmm. and it was just yeah it was a in 14 was a very interesting time in my life like it was rock bottom like emotions didn't know who I am my self-worth was on the floor like and it's just interesting to how much you not even a way that you're purposely doing it but you end up just kind of following the crowd and I see so many people who are still surrounded by their high school friends even now they haven't kind of gone out to create new connections connect new friendship it's still great to have those long-term friendships but it's like that's all they are they have yeah 100% and yeah and then when I finished high school and went out like 
pretty much I was like, okay, I'm going to go and do childcare, work with children. Like that's kind of what I want to do. And then quickly after that, I was like, I don't actually think this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Or I was even at the point too where I was like, I, I want to do this. I want to work with children, but I don't really want to be in the childcare space. So I was like, what else is there to do? Oh, I'll go to uni. <laughs> and then went to uni for a year and was like, I hate this. I am broke. I'm not loving what I'm doing. I feel like I'm not learning anything at this degree. And I just want to go and travel. I just want to do things that I love. Like, I feel like I'm not learning anything at uni. Yeah. And that's the thing as well is like, people think that uni is the only way to learn or going to TAFE is the only way to learn. But like, there is so many different other avenues. And that's not to say that it's not for everyone you know like I have plenty of people who are like happy going to uni and they love their uni course and they love what they're learning and that's exactly what they want to do and like they have all of their uni friends and they're all connected and they found their circle through their uni and it's like I'm not I'm not in a sense like shitting on uni like university is great like it's fabulous but it just is such a regimented you need to be at this level, you need to be doing this amount, you need to be doing this by this time. And it does put the pressure on, like even to a point of being like viewed as a like a elder going back to uni, you know, like you have like your 18 year olds and then you have like mature age students and mature age students are like 25 years old. Like that's not even mature. Like I'm literally about to turn 23. I can't even picture how like different my life is going to be in two years to make me feel like I'm more mature than I am today, you know? And the expectation that's put on you straight as you're like about to graduate from high school, that's like, okay, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And it's like, man, I've only just, I'm just figuring out who the F I am. Actually. And it's like, you're expecting me to choose which career path I want to go down and which uni degree I want to go into that like, you have to let literally be hanging off for the mm-hmm. rest of your life. Like what if you choose a degree that you're like, actually, I don't want to do that. Like, cause obviously yeah. you do, you swap and change, like your values change, your ideals of life change, like you. And that's a great thing too. I do hate, I do. It frustrates me when people are like, um, you know, when you leave high school and they wrote like your yearbook or like said to you, it's like, don't ever change. It's like, no, we're supposed to. Yeah. All those, those friends who are like, oh, you've changed. That's the whole point of life. (laughs) That is the point. Like, I'm glad. Like, I'm so grateful I'm not the person I was back then. Like, I love that version of me so much because she's brought me to where I am today. Yeah. But I am so grateful I've grown and I've changed and I've evolved and I've shifted my beliefs. I have grown apart from certain people as well because, like, when you almost, like, grow apart from certain people or – you even like things like if you lose a job or things like that like it makes room for something new to come in it's not always a bad thing it's not always something that you need to like be like oh my god my life is over because that relationship ended or the job ended or the friendship ended because a lot of those times it's taking you on the path you're meant to be on yeah and it's making room for new opportunities come through new beautiful friendships that you never would have been able to imagine before like people who actually treat you with respect like have the same vision and goals as you don't just want to talk about drama and drink on the weekends like (laughs) so I think too like the universe has a funny way of like bringing you back 
on track. Well, it's like well. I was listening to, I think it was a podcast, but it might have even just been a book the other day. And they were talking about like how people are like cup half full, cup half empty, right? And it's in a case of if your cup is either way, it doesn't really matter how you look at your life. But if your cup is full because you have as much energy as you can in all of the friendships that you have right now, in the relationship that you have right now, in the job that you have right now, in your like extra activities that you're doing right now and none of them are lighting you up, Mm. then how are you supposed to put more stuff in that cup? Like you can't, there's no space for it. There's nothing in your life that can be filled right now because it's full. Your life is full with these things and these things are making your life either negative or positive. And it's not to say that negative is bad. Like I think that every negative experience brings you to a better experience and there's a reason that we go through those. But unless you start to empty that cup, you can't fill it with things that are better. Yes. And that's such a, it's such a true statement in regards to, everyone in your life is there as a lesson, a lesson, right? And everyone's there to teach you things and to help you. And sometimes the lesson is just that you're better than that. You're better than that situation. You're better than that person. You're better than that drama. You're better than that job. And it doesn't mean that you think that you're king of the world and that you can go around screaming like you're a shit person because you're not good and I'm good. It's not about making you good and them bad. It's about you realizing that you deserve more. And being okay that it's okay to ask for more. A hundred percent. Your needs are valid. No matter how big they are, they're completely yeah. valid. Yeah, definitely. Um, can we touch on the like the whole people-pleasing thing? So I feel like people-pleasing yes. comes in different forms with different people. Like I feel like like I would probably have different had different people-pleasing methods or behaviours than yeah. you would have. Especially too, because I, I, you learn people pleasing from society. I definitely learned it in particular with my mom because she was always like wanting everyone to like her very much, like yeah, outside validation. So she'd always be onto me, like as a kid, even like if I maybe said something that someone didn't like, she's like, you need to make sure you like profusely like apologize and you know make it up to them and or like yeah even like being like I know it's just like a respectful thing like back then where you're forced to kind of like hug that uncle that you barely like. even know <laughs> as a kid yeah um yeah. so yeah what were kind of like your people pleasing habits or behaviors and how did you become aware of them and then start to shift out of those people pleasing methods so then you yeah. can obviously obviously like because you are the most important person in your life so you want to make sure you're prioritizing self I love this question so much because I really think that stepping away from that label of being a people pleaser is what set me on my journey and it's what really allowed me to actually come into what is it that brings me joy and I think it wasn't until I started letting go of the idea that I needed to please other people that I really started to actually open myself up to being in alignment with where my life was taking me so my parents split up when I was two years old and my whole entire life I grew up as a bit of a pawn between two 
people right and that's not to say that like they weren't good parents they were great parents and they loved me with all their heart but they hated each other with a passion (laughs) and it was very hard for me in regards to keeping the peace and so I feel like I learned a lot about how to utilize different skills with different people to please them very very early on because my mum is very different to my dad and the things that they wanted for me the things that they liked about me the things that they wanted me to dress as the things that they wanted me to talk like was extremely different so I almost split my personality at a very young age in a sense to be two different people when I was with the two different families and then also being able to keep the peace between them between the two of them so that they weren't having that like oh that's because that's what your dad does or that's because that's what your mum does um and so my whole life I sort of just started utilizing the different skills that I had with every single person that I met rather than just focusing on like what is it that I want to be in this situation who is it that I want to come across as what is it that I want to gain from this situation what am I here to learn and instead it was how can I be the best thing that they need from me and it was really hard to break that because when you spend your whole life changing your personality changing your persona with every single person that you're with to then all of a sudden being like okay well who am I yeah who am I and what do I even like like I thought that I liked this but maybe I don't like this if this is something that I'm changing when I'm with different people and if I don't like that aspect of me do I like the opposite aspect well no I don't really like that aspect either so where do I sit on the line um and that was sort of the hardest part for me in really gaining that sense of self because I had the confidence to be myself and I had the confidence to go out and scream this is me this is me but when you don't know what you're even screaming for, yeah, it becomes a very like shallow feeling. Like you're like, oh my God, what is, what is my personality? Like, who am I? What am I doing here? So a lot of my people pleasing sort of aspects would be things like, um, discounting my own feelings for the sake of other people. If someone was hurt by something, I would, do whatever they wanted from me to make them feel better rather than focusing on the fact that in that situation they were hurting me in the process too um and it came to a lot of like justification as well which I think is so huge people trying to justify somebody else's behavior like oh that's okay that that's okay that he went to that party without me because like he was just angry with me because I did this during the day. Like, no, if it's not okay with you, it's not okay with you and that's completely fine. You're allowed to feel that way as long as you voice your opinion in that way as well. Like you're not condemning another person. You're just saying, I'm not the same as you. That's not my value. That's not me. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time it was just, yeah, doing whatever anybody else wanted from me rather than putting myself first. And as soon as I stepped away from that and put myself first, I was lost. Like I was completely lost. It wasn't easy. It wasn't like I would just flick a switch and I was like, all right, here we go. Like I am 
who I am and I'm great and I'm fabulous and I love myself and like this is what I want for the rest of my life. It was it was a journey of trying out different things and seeing what actually bought me happiness and what actually bought me joy. Yeah. Who in my life bought me joy? Who in my life didn't? What activities in my life were I doing for me? What activities was I doing for other people? Um, even like now it makes me laugh how many times I would get caught out in the like, oh, the old you would do it. Oh, come on. We're only young once. Like just do it, just do it. And I would always cave because I'd be like, you know what? They're right. I'm being boring. I'm being lazy. I'm doing this. I'm being that. And it's like, in reality, if I don't want to do it, I don't have to do it. No matter what anyone says, no matter whether the old me did it, no matter whether the me in five years' time would want that or not, it doesn't matter because at this very moment, in this like very second when you're asking me to do this thing, I don't want to do that yeah. and I don't have to do that. It's my choice. Yeah, 100%. There's definitely parts of that that I experienced as well. Like number one for me with people-pleasing habits were definitely saying, yes all the time and never saying no because I it's like I had this like idea around the word no that if I said no to someone or even just said like the word no was just like oh like scary like that means rejection (laughs) that means like if I say no to them they're going to stop being my friend like they're going to hate me like I'm going to let them down but when you actually know your boundaries and say yes when you actually mean a hell yes and say no when you do mean no, people are going to respect you Respect you more, number one. You respect mm-hmm. yourself. You are actually more compassionate because you're not pouring from an empty cup. Yeah. You are not, like, putting all those expectations on yourself to show up all the time and be like a yes man all the time, and you're not going to be built up with resentment as well for those people that you said yes to or the opportunities or the other things when you really – probably should have said no because that's what you wanted so exactly I think that's super important with like and you feel used yeah you do yeah they don't even realize it like you're literally sitting there and you're like oh all my friends just use me all my friends and you have a pity party for yourself you literally sit in your room and you think oh my god I don't have any real friendships I don't have any real connections I don't have anyone who understands me no one knows me no one like and the only person who's, yeah, who for lack of, yeah, for lack of a better word, fault that that is, is your own. Like no yeah. one is holding a gun to your head. No one is trying to do that. And if that's how you feel, then like you need to reflect on yourself, not yes. on the other people. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of people in my life who I had to put in really hard boundaries with when I started that journey because I knew they were the people that were the, oh, the old you would. And I was yeah. like, oh, I actually just can't. And I can't deal with this because I'm going to end up getting more and more angry at you for behaving like that and for treating me like this because you're not valuing me. You're not valuing my my ideas or my feelings or my emotions but they don't realize that that's how you feel unless you tell them that that's how you feel and once I said that I said look like you can't do this you can't treat me like this you can't do like put in those boundaries of like if you ask me and I say no it's a no if you ask me and I say yes then it's a yes it doesn't mean that you can't keep asking me it's a case of when I say no I say no 
And if you ask and I say yes, then that's the yes. Yeah. And if those people really, truly love and care about you and have your best interests at heart, they will respect your boundaries. They may be a little bit taken aback at first, but they will respect those boundaries. Whereas there's some certain people, I remember when I set those boundaries, it's like they got really offended. Mm -hmm. because It's almost true because they were benefiting from you having no boundaries. So yeah, you need to make sure too, like that, that honestly, when you start to set boundaries, it shows people's true intentions with the connection and the relationship that you have with them. Yeah. Um, it's going to feel a little bit like almost uncomfortable, but that's where the growth happens is when you step into that discomfort. Mm-hmm. Another part of that too, as I always used to think that putting yourself first and putting your needs first was selfish. No. Oh my God. This was such a big one too. Cause I was, it's like as a kid too, you often like, you know, you need to go share, you need to share your toys with that other kid. And yeah. like, when it's like, no, they like as a child you should be able to choose who you share your toys with you don't like it's as adults like if someone wants to you know oh hey can i just like borrow your tv like yeah no that's (laughs) my tv you need to share your tv with that adult like (laughs) it just doesn't work like that so well like can i like and share your car like so i think that's a big part of it where you felt like you know it's 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 selfish to kind of yeah put yourself first or it's not even say no like that you know so it's not selfish because at the end of the day you need to think about it in another sense of like if you had your friend who you really cared about come to you and say look I'm trying to figure out myself at the moment I'm trying to grow I'm trying to learn I want to do something different in my life and this one behavior that you're doing is really getting to me and it's pulling me in the opposite direction if you're going to take offense to that then you need to look into yourself if you're going to be worried about that then you need to like check yourself and be like well why why am I feeling upset at that why am I upset with this because you have to be able to care without having expectation yeah yeah 100% well, now that we've kind of backtracked on our own experiences and almost <laughs> like the, the before, let's share about how we, well, let's start share about alignment first. Like maybe what are your biggest three things that helped you to step into alignment to almost like, yeah, align your new journey to align onto this, this path that you've embarked on? Yeah. Um, gosh, top three things. So I would say my number one thing is definitely just learn to be by yourself. I think that when I was 19 years old, I actually went traveling and I was away for three months in England. And then I did two months solo around, um, around Europe. And then my friend met me for two months. And in those two months that I was sort of in between the two places, I really found that taking that time to just be by myself, not feeling the ne- like necessity to be around other people all the time and actually figuring out what is the emotion that's coming up for me? What is the feeling that I'm feeling? What are the thoughts that I'm thinking? It changed the game because it started to be like, okay, I'm taking away other people's opinions I'm taking away aspects that other people expect of me I'm taking away 
what people think of me and how they think I'm going to show up and what do I actually just want to do in this very moment. So number one thing is definitely spend time by yourself and it's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be nice, but it's absolutely valid to be able to really listen to your own head and your own heart without the opinions and ideas from everyone else around you. Um, Do you want to go one for one? Like do all yours okay. and then I'll go. And then my second one is definitely try everything. You never know what you're going to find or what you're going to like or how you're going to meet new people unless you just try. So many people sit at their home and go, oh, like I can't make new friends. It's impossible to make new friends. I don't have any social circles. I don't have any friends but they don't even try to do anything. They don't try anything new. Like it doesn't have to be something mega and big. Like it can be anything. It can can be going to like a social picnic. It can be um, joining a soccer team. It can be going to a pole dancing class. Or a pottery class. (laughs) Yeah, like it doesn't have to be anything and it doesn't have to be one specific thing. It's just whatever it is that you actually want to do. And my third one, which sort of ties in with this one, is just start small. Like start with the smallest thing that you can think of and work yourself up. So many people think that to change your life, like even with fitness, for example, like, okay, I want to get fit, I want to get healthy. So I'm going to go from doing no workouts in a week to doing six workouts in a week. <laughs> um, sorry, not sustainable. You're not going to keep it up for very long. Like, yeah. first of all, your muscles can't handle it. <laughs> and yeah. second of all, your mind can't handle it because it's a whole new level of being. Yeah. And it's the same when it comes to your, your journey of finding yourself and finding what is going to align the most with you. You don't have to go in and change your whole life in one go. Just start with one area. Just start with one thing that you want to do. For example, if you want to like quit drinking and you feel like you're wasting all of your weekends getting drunk with your friends and you're not enjoying it anymore, which is such a common story that we hear as you grow up, um, start by just missing one weekend. Yeah. If you don't have to go cold turkey, just miss one event. Just one event. Say, no, I'm going to stay home tonight. See how you feel. See what comes up for you. Take some time to be alone. And then the next time an event comes up, see how you feel then. It's yeah. one step at a time. It's not a go all in, gung-ho Betty, hate your life, and then back out and just go into the hole that you already know and that you know you don't enjoy. Yeah, 100%. That's what did you do two of it? That was my third. That was Take it slow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> little bit by little bit. Okay, cool. So my first one for this as well, um, how to come into alignment with your yourself, um, is definitely number one, finding out your values, not your values for that you got from your parents, not your values from society, like your own values and you can do tests on that there's actually yes. things online like you don't have to sit there and be like what's a value like yeah go literally google there's <laughs> literally called like a values test is it by dr d martini or is i think it that's the one Spencer? no it's d martini i'm pretty sure so yeah you can literally look up values tests and it can do it like test for you to help you figure out your value systems otherwise you can even just reflect on the things that you love to do as a kid like the things that really like bring you joy and that's gonna if you see common themes 
it's going to help you as well to figure out your, even just figure out your top three, that's going to massively impact you and help you. Like for example, when I figured out mine, my ones are health, travel and service. So I'm at my best when I'm living in alignment with those values, when I'm living in alignment with being my healthier self, helping and also too with the service side, like I love, I've added in like helping people with their health, which also Mm -hmm. ties into the value of service and health at the same time Mm -hmm. and travel as well. Travel is a big one. So even being locked down and previously being locked down in a nine to five job, that was restricting me from being able to live in alignment with my value of travel. And the thing is, sorry to cut you off here, but when you actually identify what it is that your values are, people who share those values start to flow into your life. Like it's crazy how the world works in that way, but you don't notice them before because you're so set with like, oh, you know, I have my friends and me and my friends get along because we've always been friends. We always do the same thing. We always this. And like, don't get me wrong, like my best friends are my absolute best friends. Like I've got a best friend who has been my best friend since I was five years old. Like, and we could not be more polar opposite in our values. We are completely different and we still love each other just as equally, but we need to have other friendships because our value systems and our needs are not completely met by each other because we're completely different and that's okay. Yeah. And two, like as well, once you actually figure out and you're clear on your values, especially your top three, you start to also realize like like your your life just starts to align anyways, like yeah. almost like automatically. And also it's easier to make decisions too. It's so much easier to make decisions when you know your top three values because you can make decisions based off your values. Is it serving my value or is this me saying yes, for somebody else's value. Exactly, exactly. And this is something I learned too around like relationships. The only reasons that relationships will have that breakdown is because one person mm-hmm. has given up their values for someone else's. So in turn, that also creates a lot of resentment and disconnect too with that as well. Yeah. Um, so that's on value systems. I could do a whole episode of values. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we should. The next one. Let us know if you want us to do another episode if you're enjoying this one. Um, but the second one is journaling. I know that journaling is sounds so basic and like everyone kind of says it, but journaling, journaling truly helped me actually like figure out who I am, helped me to get out all the stuff that it was in my head onto paper. And there's really beautiful journaling prompts that you can find as well, like out there. And I even have a bunch on my Instagram. You can go into my highlights. I've got heaps of different journal prompts in there that are like quite inquisitive in regards to not just your basic, how do I feel today? Yes. But like even that in saying that, that's a great place to start. So many people you hear say like, oh, no, like I'm not a writer. Mm. Um, you're not writing a book it's a journal (laughs) and also it's not a dear diary we're not 12 years old anymore it's like you can write about anything there's no one's reading it just put whatever you think down on the page sometimes I look back at like my journal entries and I genuinely think to myself oh my god my grandkids when they find this are going to think I'm an actual psychopath (laughs) They are 100% going to read this. And one day I'm like, this is the best day in the world. Like the sun is shining. I feel so amazing. I feel so great. And then the next day I wake up and I'm like, I feel like the depths of depression. I don't know where I'm going with my life. I don't know 
what's going on with me anymore. I just feel so lost. And then the next day I'm like, okay, this happened and now I have a new way of thinking. I have a new direction. I have a new sort of entry. And it's just a case of whatever you feel in the moment is what you're supposed to write. Don't judge it. Don't think to yourself, oh, what – I have to write negatively. I have to write positively. I have to write about this. I have yeah. to write about that. Just write. Yeah, 100%. Actually, I might go grab my journal now because I have some journal prompts written down because I feel like it might be really cool to share some of my favourite ones. So yeah, at least you can have some to help you start if you are like very new to journaling or even if you're not, like these are some really cool journaling prompts that will help you to really dive deep and it will some of the answers will definitely shock you I feel too mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like writing and I'm like where did that come from like yeah. it's crazy okay so I've got my journal with some general prompts that I've written on like the back and front so one of these is what do I need to know today this is a really cool journal prompt to do in the morning to ask yourself like what do I need to know today or even like if you're if you are more woo-woo and spiritual you could guide it to the like universe you ask the universe your yeah. guides whatever it is what do I need to know today how can I be my best self today how can I questions are really powerful because it really helps you to get solution focused and it expands your mind rather than restricts it so how can I be my best self today some self-love ones is like how can I love myself more today the things that bring me joy are what am I most proud of myself for how can I be more loving and accepting of myself? A few self-awareness ones is where am I playing below the line in my life right now? Where am I playing small and why? And how am I holding myself back because of fear? So they're just a couple of like ones you can start on. If you needed to like pause the episode, I did go through those quite quickly. <laughs> um, but definitely check Saxes out her journal prompts as well. I'll pop all of her links and everything in the show notes too so you can check her out um but the last one with that too is similar to trying new things but it's more so based around the concept of step taking little steps out of side of your comfort zone so i don't mean like jumping like going from like maybe you are someone who is very shy i don't mean like go and like go speak on stage like <laughs> don't take big steps like that just take small little steps because when you start to tell yourself you're going to take a step out of your comfort zone. You're going to do something different. It builds self-trust. It builds self-confidence because you're following through with those things. And if you do those little steps and take those little steps out of your comfort zone, it builds this like almost, yeah, it builds this confidence and like fire within you being like, oh my gosh, I did that really hard thing that I never thought I would have been able to do. Maybe I can do this next thing. Yeah. So taking those little steps outside of your comfort zone especially tied into like things that you've always wanted to do that maybe you have stopped yourself from doing or other people said, oh, you can't do that. Like mm-hmm. take little steps. Like my first little step out of my comfort zone when I started my business was I'm just going to do like a quick three minute live yeah. on Facebook. And that was, that was scary back then. Like it was so scary. I had to have like a script up. I was full shaking. I felt like I was going to vomit. Like it was bad like I even got choked up in the the live as well because I was just so scared of speaking my truth and like sharing because I was so like had so much fear of what other people would think and now fast forward to now literally we're just having like a conversation I go live like very like often I'm doing a podcast and none of that happens anymore because I took those little steps out of my comfort zone I did it long enough 
like obviously still though like if I was to go stand on the stage for like lots of people I probably would be a little bit like oh yeah but that's also still normal like there's still things you're going to feel nervous about but you can also trick your brain and tell yourself you're excited and not nervous yeah you, you have the same physical representation of like nervousness and excitement look exactly the same physically yeah which is very interesting and that's the thing as well is I think that's such a good point to make about the physicality of it because what happens is we have these mental ideas right and we think like okay like mentally we're at this point or mentally we're not able to get past that And we think that it's going to take the mental test to actually do it. But a lot of the time, it's all about physicality. Like you can start these sort of getting out of your comfort zones by doing something physical. It's got nothing to do with your aligned journey. It's got nothing to do with sort of where you're going in regards to what you want to say, what your truth is, what your values are, but even just testing your body like, doing things like, okay, I never go for walks along the beach because I feel like people are watching me all the time. Every time I go walking, it has to be like around my suburb in the middle of the night when no one's on the street. Okay, well, the first step for you in getting out of your comfort zone is walking during the daytime. Mm -hmm. And then the next step for you is going and sitting down the beach and looking at people walking and what are the thoughts that are coming up for you? And then the third step for you is going for your walk on the beach. So it doesn't always have to be such like big jumps and things like that, but it comes to what is going to make you feel like, oh my God, I never thought that I could do that. And I just did it. Yes. Because that is what's going to give you the confidence to be like, what, what else can I do? What else is there that I feel like I couldn't do that I can do? And that's why people that are like adrenaline junkies who go and jump out of planes and who go and do all of these things, people view them as like, oh, my God, they're this big, spectacular person and they know themselves and they're so confident and they're so this and they're so that. And it's like because they put their body through the scariest thing they could possibly be doing. Like, I'm sorry, you can't jump out of a plane and then be like scared to go and order like extra fries when you go to McDonald's or something like not that I like McDonald's anyway that's a bad example <laughs> I hate McDonald's but like you get what I mean it's that case of you have to test yourself in ways that you don't think you could ever complete something in yeah. to then grow that that belief in yourself that you can do anything yes and push yourself past your own limitations because yeah. then you'll realize well, my limitations that I put up myself are so limiting. Like I am capable of so much more than what I told myself or someone else told me yeah. I could do. I think we're, we are told as kids, like you can do anything. Like yeah. you have like the world is your oyster. And then it's like as soon as you hit like teenager or adult, young adult life and beyond, like it's like, oh, no, you, you need to start being realistic with your goals. You need to start like, you know, get a real job, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it's like. Who says that it's realistic? Yeah. Who told you that you can't achieve that? Like, what are they doing with their life? And this is something that I actually got got told not even very long ago. And I think it was something that I've heard a lot, but it never really resonated before. And then I heard it again. And I want everyone who's listening to, like, actually genuinely think about this within themselves and think about the people that they have in their life that they're taking advice from. But – 
you can't take advice from people who you wouldn't instantly trade lives with. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you're taking advice from your parents and your parents are living a life that you know you could not stand to live, then why are you taking their advice? Yeah. It's like taking like counseling advice from your like in your relationship from someone who has been divorced eight times. Yeah. They're not going to be a good counselor for you if you're getting divorced and they're counseling you on divorce. They're the best person you yeah. can probably speak to about that, but they're not in that sense. And this is why it's so important to have people that are on the same journey as you, who have the same values as you, who see life the same or similar ways to you and who are that step above you, yeah. not below or next to or behind or anything like that, but find mentors that you want to trade lives with. Yeah. Find people in your life that you actually admire, not just their lifestyle, but their ideas and their mentality and their action, like money and Fancy things is just things. You know how many people are like posting on social media, I'm so rich, I'm so rich, I drive a Lamborghini, I drive this, I drive that. That Lamborghini is probably owned by like five people and they're all renting it for the day. Like you never know. There's literal rooms that you can go into that look like private jets and you pay $400 to go in and take photos. You're literally on a ground floor of an apartment building. Like, The world is so fake out there in regards to people and what they are trying to show and what they're trying to attract in. And it's not to say everyone does that. There are people out there who own five private jets. like. But find the people that you actually want to trade lives with, that you like their ideas, you like their mindset, you like the way that they go about things and their authenticity. You don't just like the flashy things. Yeah, 100%. Well, let's start to wrap up this episode. I just wanted to maybe even just finish it up with coming into your next level version of yourself because I feel like that's where people are probably going to lead from here. Like how yeah. like how do I step into that next level version of me? So maybe give your top two, mm-hmm. two tips to step into your higher self or your next level self. Yeah, my top two tips are I'm going to say – probably that that what I was just talking about find people that you admire and start to replicate the things that you admire about them if you like the way that they sit in their chair start sitting like that if you like the way that they say specific words if you like the fact that they don't swear online if you like the fact that they do all of these things then start behaving like that replicate what they're doing and in a sense see how it feels to you and if it doesn't feel authentic stop doing it If it does feel authentic and you're loving it and it's giving you that power and confidence and you feel like a next level version of yourself, keep going. Just keep going. And it's the same thing with everything, I suppose, in life. Um, Finding someone who you resonate with is the most important part. So I actually think that's just my number one. I think that's complex enough. I don't even need to give another one. Like find your person and implement what you like. Yeah, 100%. And mine would definitely be to step into your next level version of yourself, actually start to figure out what does that look like? How does that feel? 
Like, what does that next level version of you wear? What do like, what do you do? You don't have to have all like the things now to be able to embody that version of yourself. Like how, what beliefs do you want to have? What type of people do you want to have around you? Like I always share this too, because there's a manifestation aspect to this. Like when she stepped, you don't attract what you want, but you attract who you are. So when you step into that next level self, that new identity, you will or like your life will automatically align to that yeah. because it has to because identity is such a big one when it comes to manifesting what you want and what you desire so my advice would definitely be like figure out what does that that next level self look like how does it feel like and start to slowly shift your identity exactly for example with like shifting your habits slowly there's a really incredible book called atomic habits where it talks about like um, habit stacking and things like that so that's a really good book to have a read of if you want to start shifting your habits and she talks about identity as well so yeah that would be my biggest one is just figure out what does that next level self look like and and embody that yes even if that means like getting like having a wardrobe like change up (laughs) like but the thing is as well is you don't need to go out and spend lots of money it can be as simple as you know what I want to sit in the sun because I want to be have that like sun glow I don't want to be using fake tan all the time anymore or it could be I don't want to be I want to have that sunny glow but I don't want to damage my skin so you start using fake tan instead it's it's whatever it means for each person and for every single person it's different. There's no right or wrong answer when it comes to embodying what you want to be because it's your higher self. Yeah, it's, it's not, not what anyone we else's. tell you your higher yes. self is. It's what's what lights you up, what's exactly. the higher self for you. Because your higher self is different to my higher self. 100%. Yeah. So different. So different. <laughs> but still, at its essence, like we still have our very similar values. Yeah, exactly. But, and that comes down to value systems. Yeah. We came into each other's lives because we have very similar values. I value health. I value travel. I value experience and service and helping others. And we align on so many different levels. And because of that, we're able to even push each other further down the self-development path, further down the enlightenment path, further into who we are as people because we can hold the space that you need and that I need when we need it. Yeah, 100%. That was a perfect way to finish it off. Yeah. Um, Find your person. Yes. Um, so did you want to give them maybe just like a little, like where they can find more of you if they really love this episode and loved your vibe and your energy? Yeah, of course. So you can find me on Instagram at wellness with sacks. That's W E L N E S W I T H S A X. Um, that is where all my coaching and, um, other services are. So we focus a lot on holistic health and really helping people just make healthy living easier and finding that mindset change as well so that's my main source you can also find me on tiktok although tiktok is more of a fun game for me than it is serious (laughs) Um, but i do share a lot of things like journaling and different stuff there as well so if that's the sort of stuff that you're looking for you can also find me over there Perfect. And if you guys really love this episode, you got lots of value from it, we would love to hear from you. Like send either one of us a message, send us your feedback or what you got from it. And as always too, if you could give the show a five-star rating, that would be incredible as well. And share it on your socials too, if you really loved this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye.
Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it served you today and I hope you got some delicious value from it. And if you did love it, please share this on your socials and make sure to tag me at the divine underscore discovery and connect with me further on there. I always love to receive messages and I would love to hear your takeaways from either one of these episodes on the podcast. And make sure you check the show notes below to make sure you don't miss out on any links for what we spoke about in this episode and also for any other links to find out more information about how to work with me, my services and my offerings. Have a beautiful divine day, lovelies.